Um, I practice a screenless Sunday. So on Sunday, I don't check my email. I don't check my text. I don't go on social media. And I do offline things. One of the biggest challenges of being a leader in today's society is there way more distractions, right? Just with this alone, our phone. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Mary Lemmer of Improve. Mary, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, excited to have you on and talk about all the awesome things that you're doing. And before we do that, I want to read a little bit more about Mary so we can hear about some of those awesome things. And Mary is an entrepreneur, improv comedian, writer, philanthropist, startup advisor, recovering venture capitalist, food pun illustrator, and amongst the many other things. She's the founder of Improve, a company that improves leadership and lives with improv comedy techniques backed by research. As Mary likes to say, we give people M&Ms laced with vitamins. They taste good and they're good for you. In her TED Talk, How Improv Can Improve Your Leadership in Life, she shares more about the importance of impact of improv. And Mary has worked with tens of thousands of leaders and companies to improve innovation, problem solving, growth, and team culture. She started her first company at the age of 14, did early stage investing, was a director at a Silicon Valley unicorn, wrote a book, and has performed on the same stages as comedy legends. She graduated from the University of Michigan and studied improv and comedy writing at the Second City Upright Citizens Brigade, the Groundlings, among many other improv theaters. Mary, super excited to have you on the show, was excited since we last spoke, you know, before. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am excited to be here and thank you for that warm welcome and introduction. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate you doing all the, the, the hard work. It makes it easier for me to just read and rattle off all the accolades and accomplishments that you have. So before we jump into that, I want us to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. You know, I grew up in Michigan and my family uh, kind of originated from Italy. So I grew up visiting my Italian family on the East Coast, and I would enjoy all sorts of Italian things there, right? Culture and foods and Italian water ice and gelatos, which were very popular out in the Philadelphia area, but I couldn't get them in Michigan. And so we'd come back when I was a kid, we'd come back to Michigan and I'd ask my dad, like, dad, can we get some Italian water ice? And He'd be like, well, you can't get it here. And if you want it here, you're going to have to bring it to Michigan. And, you know, not knowing any better, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? He's like, start a business. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? And he's like, write a business plan. And so there I was, you know, an early teenager wrote up a little plan. And my dad was very supportive. Both my parents were really supportive of starting this business and got a little like food cart right? That was frozen so it could hold Italian water ice. And I would do like private parties and local music festivals and art fairs. And little did I know that this summer job or this summer business that I started 
would still be a growing business now over 20 years later. And it just kind of kept growing and people liked it. And it took a while because people weren't familiar. Like, what's water ice? Is it water? Is it ice? Like, what is this, you know, supposed to be? And so, and then when we introduced gelato, that was a whole other kind of education, right? It's ice cream, but Italian ice cream. And so it was, you know, a lot of learning at a young age, but the initial inspiration was really bringing part of my family's heritage and culture and sharing that with a community that didn't have access to it or hadn't been exposed to it. Yeah. And I love that because I think so many times we forget about the things that we do as being um, the word that was coming to my mind is being gifts. And, and I love, it's kind of like you, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily bring everybody inside of your world and your journey, your culture and all those aspects, but there's certain things that kind of symbolize that, that you're able to, you know, make an impact on so many other people's, our gifts or abilities. It does, it manifests itself in so many different ways. So that's what just what it reminds me of when you, when you've been able to do that at a very, very young age. Very well said. Yeah, we have no idea where it will take us, right? And and how it will touch the lives of other people, sometimes until years or decades later. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you started to, to, to work on, you know, obviously that business and you branched off into other different, many other different things as you, you journeyed on through your life. Yeah. You know, that experience really got me interested in business and entrepreneurship. And so I decided to apply for business school to go to college. And because that's at the time, that's what I thought entrepreneurs, you know, you got to go to business school, you got to learn business, do a whole separate podcast about that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, while at business school, I basically tried to learn as much as I could to build like my entrepreneurial toolkit, right? To learn how to start and build businesses because that's what I really wanted to do and businesses that can make a positive impact on their communities and the world. Um, One thing led to another. I ended up working with an early stage venture capital firm right out of college and invested in early stage technology companies. So I really learned what what it took to be that kind of entrepreneur. Think about this. I was always so much in my head and with improv, everything you say is a gift. That's like one of the dominant principles. So there was no, I didn't have to worry about saying the right or wrong thing because everything was just going to, we were going to see how it unfolds. So it was pretty like magic. It was a very magical moment for me. And so I kept taking improv classes and I kept living this life as an entrepreneur and investor. And I lived these like parallel lives. And I started to see that practicing improv was helping me as an entrepreneur, as a leader, and I could see all these other entrepreneurs that were trying to raise money for their business that could also benefit from this. And so that's kind of when I had this light bulb moment of like, oh, I need to like bring these things together. And that's kind of what inspired my current um, venture and where that kind of path of doing these different things, they all started to make sense and lead me down these unique kind of business opportunities. Nice. I absolutely love that. So um, you, you touched a little bit upon, you know, how you work with clients. So I wanted to, to make sure and, and see if there wasn't anything you wanted to, you know, discuss more that we hadn't really talked about, but also hear a little bit more about what you might call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you or the organization part and makes it unique. Rewiring and changing how our brains are like thinking about things, right? Our, we're, we have neuroplasticity and like new experiences can help us change the way we see something. 
And that's so deliberate in what we're doing. And I think that's really special about what we're doing because when we look at leadership, right, there's a lot of ways that leaders and teams can improve. And there's a lot of books out there and um, YouTube videos and resources. And with improv, people are actually physically doing the thing, right? They're practicing communicating clear. They're practicing listening better to their colleagues. They're practicing being adaptable and thinking quickly. So all of the stuff is not just like theoretical, it's lived and it's learned. And that's one way to make change really sustainable and help people actually like change their habits and behaviors. Because we've all, I mean, we've all been there, right? We're like, oh, I want to be more this. I want to be, I remember myself, like I wanted to be more confident, you know? And I was like, ah, but every time I'd get into a situation where I could be confident, I just kind of revert back to that, like in that insecurity until I got to practice confidence and improv gives us this psychologically safe space to just play around and try these new skills. And when we do so deliberately, then there's a lot of potential that can come from that. So I think that's the biggest thing that I would like to share with people and, um, and hope that people start to see that improv is fun and games. And it's like, and it's those vitamins, right? And it's that punch. And that's what sets what we're doing apart from just taking a typical improv class is we're doing it with the goal of improving something. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Oh, I like this question lot. And I will say that one thing that's made me so much more effective as a leader um, and a person in society is um, I practice a screenless Sunday. So on Sunday, I don't check my email. I don't check my text. I don't go on social media. And I do offline things. You know, I do, I paint. Yesterday I painted and I go for walks and I cook and um, read a book, you know, write in a paper and journal, <laughs> you know, like it's, and, and I share it as a hack because I think one of the biggest challenges of being a leader in today's society, very different than when I first started a business when I was a teenager, is there are way more distractions, right? Just with this alone on our phone. That's the hack I would share and recommend to any um, leader, CEO, um, whether it's a full day or a couple hours, but having something that helps you, helps like rid those distractions and refocus on just being able to do the things that are like what you want to be focused on. Definitely love. And that is the definition of what I like to call a CEO hack. So now I want to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your younger business self if you hopped into a time machine or maybe your favorite client. Take everything as a gift. Um, nugget of wisdom. This philosophy of taking everything as a gift or this nugget, I'll call it taking everything as a gift really helps release that pressure to say, you know what, what happens, happens. And then I'm going to play the scene I'm in, right? I'm going to be present with what happens and I'm going to keep moving forward in the scene and take it as a gift, right? Take it as like, 
Maybe you hire the person that doesn't work out for the role. And then you notice that and you play that scene and and you recognize, okay, I didn't hire the best person for this role. And now I have to make a decision based on that. Do we let this person go? Do we retrain? Like, do we do training? Do we have a conversation? Like what happens because of that? But these two nuggets of taking everything as a gift and playing the scene you're in, I think provide a lot of freedom and reduce that pressure, which then allows leaders and entrepreneurs to be more creative and make decisions, right? And make, and not have that anxiety around decision. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love both of those, those nuggets. I want to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Mary, what does being a CEO mean to you? Kind of empowering and empathetic and uh, and visionary. And I think, I think ultimately the CEO is, you know, not necessarily the most glamorous job. I think you said it earlier around not everything's rainbows and skittles and sprinkles, right? It's like a sunny day, sunshine, sunshine. <laughs> any of those things. <laughs> it's really hard. And I think it takes a lot of courage to be a CEO. Um, it takes a lot of empowering others and sometimes yourself and uh it takes optimism right if we look at ceo like an acronym right it's courage empowerment and optimism and um that optimism piece is around the vision and having a vision and having like a belief that that vision is possible and i think ultimately like that is what it boils down to for me is acting with courage and compassion <laughs> if I were going to add a second C and empowering myself and others and being optimistic about the future and that this future vision of what and where we're headed is possible. I love that. Uh, you know, just that, especially the acronym. I'm big. I'm an English major. So I always love acronyms and words and all of that. So, you know, courage and, and compassionate and, and, you know, really being able to kind of understand that and, and, and empowering and optimism and just how all those things are so powerful. But I think they're, they're powerful in the sense that um, they, they symbolize things that we have within us to be able to kind of do. Um, those aren't things that we have to go out and find or go out and do or go out and buy. Um, of course, those things can always complement and help support us. But I think we sometimes get in the, the space of looking outwardly for something that we already have within. So I, I love that definition and that perspective because it really hits home with the things that um, it symbolizes, but also the things that we have that are right in front of us. Well, I appreciate your journey that you took with us. And of course, I appreciate your time and all the work that you do even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Awesome. Thank you. Well, you can definitely check us out at our website, um, chooseimprove.com, which is choose and then improve.com. And that's also us on Instagram and um, all of our contact info is on both of those places. You can see all sorts of things that we do and find ways to try improv for yourself if you'd like to. Oftentimes people realize how often they're actually thinking about what they're going to say next while someone else is still talking. So it really forces listening. And so when we practice this, we're practicing listening, right? Which is great for with teams and everything. And um, 
And and it sometimes has you sounding like Yoda, which is always fun. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. thanks for doing that with me. I and appreciate that, you for giving me that gift. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, of course. So if you want to do more, chooseimprove.com and at chooseimprove on social media. Absolutely. And to make it even easier, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes. So you too can sound like Yoda, just like I was a minute ago. And <laughs> I appreciate you so much, Mary, for all the awesome things you're doing. Obviously the gifts that you're giving it. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for chatting with me today and inviting me on the show. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.